Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Oh, I say hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let us pray. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you one more time for today. It is by your doing that we are here. It is by your grace that we are here. Your mercy has kept us. Your love has kept us. You have been gracious to us. You have been kind to us. This morning, we, we are gathered here as a family to thank you and also to do this service in memory of our beloved father, uncle, brother, late Isaac Badu. Move in our midst and breathe upon your word in Jesus' mighty name. Say a big amen. amen. Hallelujah. Please be seated. Beautiful. So I want to welcome all of you to this uh, special service. It is stands giving and then memorial service in honor of late Mr. Isaac Badu. Hallelujah. Oh, I say hallelujah. Beautiful. So, if you permit me, I would like to share something with us, which is also part of the service. When children of God gather, they must hear the word of God. Say amen. How many of us here want to go to heaven one day? Ah. You want to go to heaven? Are you sure you want to go to heaven? I didn't see your hand properly. You want to go to heaven? Beautiful. God bless you. Hallelujah. So to us living the flesh, which is this container, the body, there are two vehicles God provided to take us there. Just like the way you can take either Uber or Totro. Uber, boat, everything, they belong to a taxi family. So either you take taxi or you take Totro to Accra, it's the same way God has also provided ways for us to get to him one day. And I want you to pay very critical attention to what I'll be saying today because it is a thanksgiving and a memorial service. However, I need to tell you the truth. Sometimes the truth hurts. Say amen. But I am a preacher of the truth. So I need to tell you the truth. John 14 verse 6 said that I am the way, the truth. So we are preachers of the truth. Say amen. amen. So we have the vehicle of death and the vehicle of rapture. That's what the Bible said. So some will go by death and some will go by rapture. We cannot avoid the two. By all means, one will happen. Say amen. amen. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 
4, verse number 13 to 18. Please give it to us from the uh, NLT. The Bible says that, and now, dear brothers and sisters, we want you to know what will happen to believers who have died. So that you will not grieve like people who have no hope. We want you to know what will happen to the believers who have died so that you do not grieve or mourn like people who do not have what? Hope. Meaning that people that have hope have a way of mourning, have a way of what? Grieving and all that. But those who do not have hope, hmm. Verse 14, For since we believe that Jesus died and was raised to life again, we also believe that when Jesus returns, God will bring back with him the believers who have died. Say amen. God will bring back to him the believers who have died, including Mr. Isaac Badu. Say amen. Verse 15. We tell you this directly from the Lord. We who are still living. So there are people who die and there will be people who will still be living. You choose. We who are still living when the Lord returns will not meet him ahead of those who have died. We are not going to meet the Lord ahead of those who have died. But what will happen? The next verse. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a commanding shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God. First, the Christians who have died will rise from their graves. Say amen. amen. The Christians who have died will rise from their graves. Verse 17, then together with them, we who are still alive and remain on the earth will be caught up in, in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Then we will be with him forever. We will be with the Lord forever. Then the last verse, so encourage each other with these words. Encourage, not discourage. Encourage each other with these words. When I go for funerals and I see people crying, before I sympathize with them, I listen to them first. It is always written on the uh, poster or the obituary that lovers and friends and sympathizers and lovers are cordially what invited. But I want to tell you that the people that come for the funeral, 90% are selfish people. They are not lovers or sympathizers. They are selfish people. You have never paid attention to them. They are selfish people. Listen to them when they are crying. Who will pay my school fees? Who will counsel me again? Who will take me this? Who will take me that? They have never cried saying, so when will I meet you to do this for you? But it is just them. Selfish cry. So even when you are going to rest, they don't want you to rest. Wicked people in funeral. 
days. Who will advise me against wicked people, selfish people? Amazingly also, that is, those are the people we fight to raise money to feed them. Selfish people, you are feeding them. After they have devoured your, your partner for all those years, now you have assembled them again to feed them on top. Yes. That's why in this church, if you leave the feeling for us, we will do it beautifully. You will get water, no food. I told you I'll tell the truth and I'll hurt you. But I need to tell the truth. Oh, you've not heard them cry? Am I the only one who have heard them cry? Yeah, 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 yeah. They always say, they always say. So, a woman was saying that anytime you come to the house, you give me something. Anytime you come, you give me something. Not that you are dead, who will give me? Selfish. As though the man who is dead does not need anything. He also needs something. Amazingly. And you see, if all these people claim that this man or the disease has been helping them, now he's on the ground, he needs all of your help. Rather, they come to steal. They come to eat and fight and say stupid things, idiot things. And then they go. So watch out. Never be under pressure to please anybody in the funeral. Never be. They are selfish people. Majority, 90%. That closed. See, we went and said that God is something they call Kuchakbamo. They share sponge. They separate and share the sponge. People came to come and take sponge and go home. Okay, forget about that one. At, in, in, in the process of doing that, then one woman raised tears. Another one from the back supported it. The, it's, it's like a, a play formation. Then someone in the middle took it over. And I was looking at them. Looking at them, looking at them, looking at them. Looking at them, looking at them. Now, look at them. Look at this. They're all wicked and selfish people. You watch them carefully. The first woman who started the cry came out to buy cocoa and went behind a car. She didn't, she didn't know we were in the car looking at her. She went behind the car. <laughs> Clean the mouth and all those things, and they came at them. <laughs> said, ah. The cocoa is a filling, is a tears and appetizer or tears inducer or what? Say amen. amen. Say amen. amen. I was watching everybody. Yeah. God has graced me with that eagle eye that I can see a lot of things at the same time. But you will never know. I can be looking this way, but I'm seeing things behind me. It's grace. Yeah. It's grace. And I was so shocked. So, 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 so shocked. So, no, in this church, when I say in this church, a member of this church, you decide to take one of the transports, either by death, the transport called death, or the transport called rapture. If you take the transport called death, I'm telling you, 
If you leave the funeral with us, it will be a church funeral. We will serve the people with water and thank them. You don't understand. I said, you do not understand. One day you will understand. But I'm your pastor. Take it from me. Eh? I am your pastor. Today I want to talk to us about death. So the subject is, what is death? That's what I want to preach about today. What is death? The reason why, is see, some of you who have fear for death, I pray that by the time I finish preaching, you will not have appetite to die. I'm telling the truth. Yeah. You will not have appetite to what? Yeah. Because you realize actually, don't let it be anything. What is death? What is what? Death. Number one. Death is not a loss, but a gain. So as a believer, never announce the departure of a loved one that we just lost this person. Then you are not true believer. You are not a true Christian. Believers, we don't lose people. So death is never... Sometimes I listen to the announcement and I'm like, what are they saying? They will say, some people say with a grateful heart, with, with a heart of gratitude, we want to announce the painful exit. So, if you are, why, why are you gratitude for something that you call painful? It's, it's, it's tautology. Don't worry. I know you are arguing your head with me, but I'm a man of the scriptures, so just follow me. Philippians 1, verse 20-21. Death is not a loss, but what? A gain. For I am, for I fully expect and hope that, thank you, According to my earnest expectation and hope that in nothing I shall be what? Ashamed. But with all boldness as always, so now also Christ will be magnified in my body. Whether by life or by death, Christ will be magnified in my body. Verse 21. For to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. Yeah. To die is what's gain. No, so, oh, apostle, <laughs> it looks like you've not lost anybody. That's why you're saying that uh, death is not a loss, it's a gain. I have buried my father. I have buried my mother. I have buried my grandmother. I have buried three aunties. I mean, something I was directly involved. Then there was another wicked auntie I buried. And the other two uncles are buried. So, anything about funeral, from king crane to can crying, I know it. Not I don't know it. I'm, 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 I'm not telling you book thing. No. Anything, mortuary, everything, I know it. 
Because I allowed myself to experience each one of them. Because I knew where I was going. The one that will be pastoring people. And I've got to stand there with them. Yeah. I've got to stand there with them. So if it is much, I've been there. I'm not talking about the yard. I'm talking about the inside. Where you, the body is brought. You say, hmm. Hey, it's not easy, but it's easy. So that is not a loss, but what? A gain. Number two. Death is a separation from one world to another. Death is a separation from one world to another. Continue. That is, being absent in one world and present in another world. So, death is separation from one world towards another. That is, being absent in one world and what? Present in another. We have left our homes and we are in this church. What does that mean? We are absent in our home and we are present here. Yeah. Chama, you're welcome. Are you listening to me? We are absent from our homes. However, we are present in the church. So when somebody dies, the person has been separated from this world and then to another world. That does not mean that the person is finished. No. It's a transition. It's a movement. You move from one place to another place. You see, the spirit of a man cannot live here. So for the spirit of a man to live here, he needs something material. Because this world is not a spirit world, it's a material world. So God gave us the flesh, which is material, so that we, the spirit, we can live here. Are you following me? We can live here. Now, when somebody dies, it means that it is the body that the person has given off. It's the body the person has given away. The material is what the person has given away. However, the soul of the person is still living. Because by scripture, the soul will never die. Whether he's a Christian or not a Christian, the soul will never die by scripture. If we say that means everything is finished, even the traditionalists don't believe it. That's why the polarization invoking the spirit of the dead. That is why they do necromancy. They go and call the dead to talk to them. So if that means it is finished, that means that even the traditional do not believe it. The reason they do necromancy, they call the dead, is because they believe that he is not here with us, but he is somewhere else that we can call him. Is someone listening to me? Yeah, yeah that's why they do the necromancy. So they didn't believe that that is just what a separation. The man used to be here with us, but tomorrow he's no more here with us. He's somewhere else. So you hear, you hear. You listen to the 
They traditionally, when they appoint the libation, before they, they, they call the person who is dead, they will start calling the ancestors. And they will say, Our son is coming. Receive him. Our son is coming. Give him a good place. Some go ahead and say that. Watch over the family. Protect the family. Some say, if this death is a natural death, then sleep. If it's not a natural death, then deal with those who killed you. If it is finished, how can somebody be out there killing? So even the traditionalists believe that it is not finished. It is just what? A separation. So you have left the body because the work of the body, the time for the body has expired. Are you listening to me? Are you following? Yes. Number three. What is death? I'm talking about what is death. Death is an exchange. Death is an exchange of mortal garment. It's, a, it's an exchange of what? Mortal garment for an immortal garment. By the spirit of a person, death is an exchange of what? Mortal garment for an immortal garment. By the spirit of a person, which is the real him or her. Death is an exchange of mortal garment for an immortal garment by the spirit of a person which is what the real him or her. Let me show you something in 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 23, New King James. 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 23. Watch. It says that and the very God of peace Sanctify you holy. And I pray God, your whole spirit, listen, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved. So man is a spirit. He has a soul and lives in a body. He lives in a body because he's in what? In a material world. It is only here we need a body. After this place, we don't need this body, this flesh. We don't need it again. So when somebody dies, the person has exchanged this mortal body for an immortal body, for a celestial body, a body that cannot be destroyed. Mortal means it can be destroyed. Mortal means that it is what? Subject to decay. Mortal means that it is subject to die. But immortal means that it cannot and will never die. So when somebody dies on earth, the person has just exchanged, gone through the process of exchanging the mortal body for an immortal body. 
First Corinthians. Wow. First Corinthians 15, verse number 50 to 55. New King James, please. First Corinthians 15, verse number 50 to 55. New King James. I want to show you something. Watch. It said, now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Nor does corruption inherit what? Incorruption. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, mean that die, but we shall all be what? Changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last word, trumpet, for the trumpet to sound, and the dead will be raised from incorruptible. The dead will raise from what? Incorruptible. And we shall be changed also. So death is just an exchange of a corruptible body for an incorruptible body. Incorruptible garment. You'll never be afraid of death. I said never be afraid of death. Continue. For this corruptible must put on incorruptible, incorruption. And this mortal, this mortal, this mortal must put on immortality. You can only do that to death. Yeah. I said you can only do that to death. 54. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption, and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. Yeah. Ah, death is swallowed up in victory. Death is swallowed up in victory. 55. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, haze, where is your victory? Never be afraid of death. Never be afraid of death. Never. I said never be what? Afraid of death. Let me give you the last point for today. And pay attention to this one. Death affords some people <laughs> I said some people, not all of us. Because the Bible says some will die, some will not die. So it cannot be all of us. So some people. So death affords some people to be absent from this world and body. Death affords some people to be absent from this world and body. And be present with the Lord. Death force some people to be absent from this world and body and be present with the Lord. <laughs> Are you in church? Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 8 to 9. NLT please. Yes, we are fully confident 
And we will rather be away from these earthly bodies for they will be what? At home with the Lord. We will be at home. So we will be absent from this body. They will be at home. Give us the King James. We are confident, I say. And really rather to be absent from the body. Absent from the body. And be present with the Lord. So Mr. Badu is just absent in this body. But present with the Lord. Present with the Lord. But he's present with the Lord. So you see, he is present with the Lord. We are absent from the Lord. <laughs> but he is present with the Lord. We are absent from the Lord. So the one we are crying for. The one we are mourning. The one we want to kill ourselves. We want to die. He is present with the Lord. You and now we are absent. Yeah. That's why Paul said we are willing. Rather to be absent. We are willing. Rather to be absent. We are willing to be absent from this. A government. A world. Full of corruption. Troubles. Problems. You can't sleep. <laughs> I said you can't sleep. You don't have money. You are worried. Now you have money to. You are worried. Ah. What will never stop? You choose to worry or not, but what will forever be? When you are poor, you worry. When there's no money, you worry. When you become very rich, you worry. Why do you worry? Yeah. I said, why do you worry? Oh, Father, give me long life to enjoy this, enjoy this money. As you are going to bed, you are checking, rich man, you are checking everywhere. If the CCTV cameras are working, if the watchmen are on duty, if the dogs are out, you are checking. You are checking. Yeah. You are checking. Checking. Damn, you are up. In the name of how to be. The day will be small. You come and lie down small. Five, you are up again. You are rich. You know that you are not rich. You are rich. What a word. I said, what a word. Aside all that, a doctor will catch you and put you down. You can eat this, you can eat that. You can go here, you can go there. You can jump, you cannot jump. You can. Ah, you don't. Mango, eka, araku, sufa, chupa, theater. Even do super nice. Yeah. Yesterday I was changing my tie from the organizer. And you know, when they pump the tie, they put their finger in their mouth to put saliva. And, and when I saw the fingers full of grease, dirt, they put it in their mouth to test saliva to check my dirty tie. So I was telling the one with me, can you imagine the amount of gems that will enter the system of this person from morning to the time he will close? But this guy is still standing here. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> then she was there and said, Apostle, it is God watching over us. It is not in it. It is God. Yeah, it is God. It is God. For you to know it is God. Sometimes when you are walking or, or, or driving through Accra, don't drive with speed. Slowly. Watch the Kaya women with their children. They never go for antenata, but their children are stronger than the children that go for antenata. It is God, not man. It's God. Look at the food you are eating over there. They don't eat the post food you eat. 
The children are at the time they eat by the dining table, but those ones eat in an open environment where dust and everything enters into the food. Yet, stronger, healthier, moving on is God. I say, it's what? God. Are you against doctors? Never. I can't be. Are you against nurses? Never. Why? God gave them the wisdom. He gave it to them. Yeah. But I'm saying that, let not your trust be in it. Let it be in God. Let not your trust be in it. Let it be what? In God. I have taken a patient to a hospital. Three, two different hospitals meeting three different doctors. They all gave three different diagnoses. I'm telling the truth. Three different diagnoses. In 2006, I developed hatred for doctors and nurses. I had to grow out of it. So when you're a nurse, I don't, I don't like you to be around me. When you're a doctor, I don't like you to be around me. Yeah, because I saw my father being used as a guinea pig. And that's what your life, you have taken, human being is your doctor, not God. Mrs. Badu, your husband is absent here, but present with the Lord. There's a huge responsibility on you spiritually to make sure when you're also absent here, you'll be present with the Lord. Let us not worry about him. It is finished. <laughs> but let's start. It is finished. More hundred years, it is finished. Bible says he is what? Absent here, but present with the Lord. Present with the Lord. Present with the Lord. Let it be you, your aim, your prayer, that when you also exit, either by death, or rapture, she will be present with the Lord. So that when they bring the register and they begin to mention the name and they mention your name will be found in the register. That's the most important thing. That my name must be found in that register because there's a register. Whether you like it or not, there's a register. Yeah. And watch it. God wants us to enjoy good lives, better lives, gracious lives. But the ultimate of God is that we will be with him. Because that's where we came from. Are you in church? That's where we came from. Death is not to be what feared. Are you listening to me? Death is not to be what feared. And I want to give some three scriptures to encourage you. Look at Hebrews 2, verse number 14 to 15, NLT. Once I bring the preaching to your close. Because God's children are human beings made of flesh and blood, the son also became flesh and blood. For only as a human being could he die, and only by dying could he break the power of the devil, who had the power of death. Only in this way could he set free all who, who have lived their lives as slaves to the fear of dying. They have lived their lives as slaves to the fear of dying. But Jesus said, look, 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 look. He came to free us. 
that from today we will not be slaves again to fear of dying. No more slaves. No more fear. I said, no more slaves, no more fear. Today, any spirit of death hovering around you for that matter, you are lived in a perpetual fear. I cast that spirit out of your life. I cast that spirit out of your environment. In the name of Jesus. I said to you by the spirit of God, you will not die. I said, I said to you by the spirit of God, you will not die. I said to you by the spirit of God, you will not die. You will not die. Death is not to be feared. Look at Job. Look at Job. Job 3.25. New King James. Job 3.25. See. It's a for the thing I greatly feared. The thing I greatly feared has come upon me. The thing I greatly feared had what has come upon me, and what I dreaded has happened to me. He said, I feared it. The one day I'll lose money, so it came upon me. I feared one day I'll have accident, it came upon me. I feared one day I'll die, so it died premature death. I feared that I'll have a terminal sickness, so a terminal sickness came upon you. He said, The things I feared. Have come upon me today. Any fear in your heart, call Shatuya Panua. Say, I said, Today, any fear in your heart is cursed. I said, Any fear in your heart is cursed. I said, Any fear in your heart is cursed. Receive the spirit of boldness. Receive the spirit of boldness. Begin to say, I am bold. I am bold. I am bold. No more fears. I am bold. No more fears. I am bold. I am bold. There are people. Can I tell you what? I have two special aunties who happen to be twins. And then one day something happened. Another sister visited them on their way to escort a sister. Actually, they actually escorted a sister. Upon crossing the road, the sister who came to visit, a car smashed her. So they had to use shovel to collect the body. Since then, this auntie of mine, who is a junior twin, she will never pick a car. Never. So she goes to Keta Market walking. Buy goose. Give it to car. And she walk. She walk by the Seaside to the house. I remember going, I said, Auntie, I've bought a car. I want to carry it. Say, oh, wow. God bless you. Receive more cars. Then she's going back. Auntie, I want to carry it. Mm-mm. No. I said, I will drive. He said, Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. But some few months ago, we went to bury her. Mm. Some few months ago, the one rather who is afraid of death is gone. The one rather who is not afraid is still alive. The things I have feared have come upon me. I fear my children will go wayward, so they are going wayward. You fear it. They are going wayward. You fear that you will not make it in life, so you are not making it in life. You are not not making it in life. You are not making it in life. But let that fear leave you today. I said, let that fear leave you today. Let that fear leave you today. Let that fear leave you today. In the name of Jesus. 
Listen to me. The fact that tomatoes has expired does not mean that, how do you call it, pepper's expiring date has come. It doesn't mean that. It doesn't mean that. It is his time to expire. So it has what? Expired. You two have your time. Don't kill yourself before your time. I said, don't kill yourself before the time. Don't kill yourself. You see, when you open milk, they will tell you, if you are not able to finish it up, put it in the fridge. So there's an expiring date for, let's say, two years. If you can be keeping it in the fridge, it will stay for that two years. But when you open that milk, and you do not put it in the fridge, though that milk is supposed to live for two years, it will live less than two years, which is premature death. So, it is not the milk that wants to die. Somebody has caused the death of what? The milk. Fear can cause your death before your time. I said fear can cause your death before your time. The fact that you are attending a funeral does not mean that yours is coming tomorrow. Of course, somebody must bury somebody. Yeah? Somebody must bury somebody. Yeah? People go for funeral and they share the obituary. I saw it in my own house. They see obituary and they take the obituary. They don't go and paste it so they leave it in your house. I asked one woman, why are you leaving this? I said, I want to keep it. When my children come from Accra, I'll show it to them. That when I die, they should do the same thing. What do you think will happen to you? You have, you have, you have invited death to come to you because you have what? Prepared. Mrs. Badu, I was with a woman. Then she said, Rev, I'm tired. I want to go home. I said, okay. I'll drive you. He said, no, no, that's not what I'm talking about. I want to go to heaven. I said, ah, no, stop that thing. You're only 57 years you want to go. Say, no, 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 no. He said, I'm tired, I'm tired. I want to go, I want to go. Then I called her pastor. I said, come and listen to what your daughter is saying. Clear that devil from me. So it's not a devil. I just want to go, I'm tired. We were in a funeral of her late uh, mother-in-law and she was telling us this. Just after that funeral, she called a daughter of hers and called two friends and gave them uh, complimentary cards from funeral homes. That you call this funeral home to do my funeral. Do my funeral in Kodesh. Don't sell food, serve water. Don't take me to anywhere. Bury me in uh, East Legon. Bury me there. Buy my caskets from here. Buy the dress from here. This, 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 this. She said it on Saturday. Thursday she died. Thursday she died. She called for it. Prepared for it. By giving complimentary cards of funeral homes. Ambulance, everything. Funeral homes. The thing I greatly feared. What do you fear? What do you fear? Last scripture in First John chapter 4, verse 18. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts away fear. Because fear involves what torment. Fear torments people. Yeah. I say fear torments people. There are people who are extremely rich, 
but they can never leave it because they are afraid when people get to know, they'll kill me. Then why are you rich? Why are you working hard? It's an error. But today, that fear is over. Yeah. I said today, that fear is over. Yeah. Listen to me. If you're a child of God, eh? if you're a child of God, Look at Exodus 23, 24, 25, 26. Look at it. Give me proper King James. Thou shalt not bow down to their gods, nor serve them, nor do after their works, but thou shalt utterly overthrow them and what? Quite break down their images. 25. And ye shall serve the Lord your God, and he shall bless thy bread. So when you become a servant of God, a child of God, you serve God, your bread is what consistently what blessed. So even when you pick a food without praying, it is what blessed. And thy water. And I will take sickness away from the midst of thee. Then what's 26? They shall not cast their young, nor be barren in their land. The number of thy days I will fulfill. The number of thy days I will fulfill. So he told, he told, he told Moses, 120. He told David, 70 or 80. He said, which one do you want? 120, 70 or 80. He said, whichever one you want, I will fulfill it. Why? Because you saved me. No wonder David said, I will not die, but I shall live to declare the works of God. No wonder Paul said, I want to die, but because of you, I want to stay small. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that? The same spirit that was in Paul is the same spirit at work in us today. I said the same spirit that was using Paul is the same spirit using us today. Paul was a son of God. We are also sons and daughters of God. Paul is not different from us. And we are not different from him. It's the same Jesus who died for all of us and took away the fear. From today, never allow fear to torment you. Put your hands together for Jesus.